Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode of the Do Well Podcast. My name is Craig Bass. And I'm Jalen Havier. And we are super excited to have you. And first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast and for tuning in. There is a sea of voices out there that you can listen to. And so we just appreciate you coming in and chilling with us for a little bit today. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, man. And if you wanted to uh, lock in with us, greater support, man, you can just go ahead and like and subscribe to our channels. We are currently on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. You can go there all under Do Well Podcast. You can like, subscribe, share it. Message touches you, man. We got certain clips on YouTube. If you don't want to watch the whole episode, it's all good. Watch a clip, (laughs) right? Watch a clip, right? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, watch that, watch that clip. We know you're busy. We you know you're busy, bro. You know you got stuff to do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But if you see a, a clip on there and it speaks to you, bro, share that thing. Share we that. We appreciate you, man. We appreciate any support, man. Thank y'all. Seriously. Yes, yes. Thank y'all. And and since we're, you know, we're talking about busyness and mm-hmm. and life and responsibilities that we all have as uh, responsible adults. Today, we're going to be talking about the value of work. Yes. The value of work. Does our work have value and meaning? Does certain kind of work have more meaning than others? These are the kind of questions that a lot of our generation and older generations that they think about, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, I I hear it saying, my mom always uh, says it. She's like, I like y'all generation. Y'all ain't going to stay nowhere. Y'all want to stay a long time. <laughs> Bro, they, hey, they generation, they get a good job. They stay there for 30 years. Boy, it's on somebody. <laughs> they, they listen, they're like, they like, how old my child? How old they? One years old? All right, let me see. I'm going to stay at uh, 24. Okay, make sure they good. Get out of college. Okay, they good. Okay, had another one. Okay, get, add another five on there. It's just, just extended. Like, <laughs> And we just opposite. <laughs> we, I we know, opposite. right? It, it is real. It's real. Uh, <laughs> my, my last job, I worked mm-hmm. at a law firm. And most of the staff, because uh, I worked uh, as a part of the administrative staff, mm-hmm. and many of them have been there for 30 years, 25 years, 20 years. And I'm just like, what? Oh. Like, that is that's sort of unheard of in our generation. We, we get a job, we're there for two years at the max some people don't even do that some people just be like hey, i'm out of here in a year but mm-hmm. you know we do about two three years and then we're going to the next one that's so real yeah you're right man you're right and i think it's a part i think it's a part of our dna man as a generation i know sometimes they try to say we the uh they say the adhd generation or they try mm-hmm. to say you know we move so quickly but i think man overall i think a lot of it is with our generation we're seeing people really become more open about wanting to really have passion about what they work at, where they work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think mm-hmm. that's where, you know, it's a more vocal. I think people always felt it over the years, but I think now with the uh, uh, increasing technology, increasing opportunities, I think people are now like, oh, I finally got a chance to be more selective about what I want to do. I want to do something that is fulfilling. But I think it asked mm. that greater question, like you said, where does passion, where does passion lie in this, and what is the purpose of work? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even greater than that um, is, does God value my work? 
this guy value my work and especially if i'm not a and i'm not in the ministry you know I, I work i work in finance i'm an accountant you know or or i i work in medicine um or i'm a cashier at walmart like does god value the work that i do there does that mean that i have purpose and although society and, and, and many people in our society will say, no, that work doesn't doesn't matter as much um, as, you know, one of those high level jobs, um, you know, where you're making six figures. But it does. It really does matter. God cares so much about your work. And uh, Jalen and I, we just discovered in the scriptures how many times God encounters people while they're working. Yes. Like they're doing ordinary <laughs> life. It blew our minds. Like they're doing ordinary work, right? right? And God encounters them and actually leads them into what their destiny is. That's so amazing. Like <laughs> I'm, I'll just share one. Like Jalen, you can share a few more if you want. All but right. just right. think about Moses, right? Yeah. Moses. God. Moses encountered God, the burning bush, while he was working. He was shepherding the flock through the wilderness. He went on a long journey with his flock, just doing his normal job. And he encountered God there. And then another person, um, the prophet Elisha. Mm -hmm. Elijah came to him while he was working. He was a part of his family. And and when Elisha went, uh, decided to go and follow God's call on his life fully as a prophet, he burned, he uh, killed his ox, burned all of his tools, and and went to work with Elijah as a prophet. But he was working. Working, bro, that's, that's so fire. And like you said, just going off of that, bro, you got Moses, you got Elijah, you got, uh, everybody Everybody used the metaphor, oh, I need my, the girls, I need my Boaz, Boaz mm. you know what I'm saying? It was in the field, bro. They were both in the field. That's where you found her. She was working, bro. I mean, even you go New Testament, you got Peter. Jesus pulled up on that man in his boat. Like, bro, he was they like, were oh, you working. Fishing? You were working, bro? You fishing? All right, bro. Let's, let's, you know what I'm saying? Let me help you. Let me help you real quick. Like, it, 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 I think God really, and, and you know what? To be real, let's take it all the way back. The first time we read about God, God is working, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the jump, it's like in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? God created the heavens and the earth. He was working. It said working. after the sixth day, he rested, you know what I'm saying? From his work. So it's like, shit, that's from the jump. Yeah. Working, working is important. Yeah, it, it is important. And it's important that we, as, you know, just ordinary people, going to work every day, caring for their families, uh, that we find that God is in the extraordinary and he's also in the ordinary. And he doesn't make those kind of distinctions. Even when I say ordinary people, you know, I, I kind of pause on that because God doesn't see through those lines the way that our culture does. Our culture loves to make those lines of distinction where, um, you know, this person or that group of people is is more worth uh, more worthy than those people. Like uh, we talked about this earlier, meritocracy. You know, mm-hmm. where it's all about the value that someone can bring. Um, that's what value that they have is all based on merit. 
but in, in the kingdom of God and God's reality, our value is based on who we are in him. Wow. And then our work flows out of that. And, and, and did you know that an average person spends a third of their lifetime at work? You spend a third of your lifetime at work. A third of a your third lifetime? A third of your lifetime is at work. Jeez. So how can God not care about your work? <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. Oh, my God. You know, it's third. a third of your lifetime. Just, I'm like, I'm 27, so it's like at least nine of them, bro. That is. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I never. Nah, I ain't know that. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Jeez, like it, that's... It, it matters so much to God's heart what you do, no matter what it is, you know, you can be, uh, and I've had all kinds of jobs. I, I've, yeah. I've been a cashier at Burger King. I've been a dishwasher at a barbecue joint. People down What's south in no Sunny's barbecue. Oh, I was, no, a, hey. I was, bro, I was up in Sunny's <laughs> washing them dishes, cleaning them, cleaning them dishes, cleaning them nasty bathrooms. And I've done it, and I've also had office jobs. Um, mm. You know, right now I'm working as a uh, as a technical recruiter, mm. and so I've had you know those menial jobs, and I've also had um, you know this this office style um, of, of kind of work. And mm. I know that, and I and I am convinced mm. that God's heart didn't change for me, wow. and who I am in Him um, between my vocations. It, my identity has always been the same. And, and he, for example, we, we just find in, in, uh, in Joshua, in, in the book of Joshua, when God called Gideon, God runs up, rolls up on Gideon and he's like, hey, you're a mighty warrior of God. And Gideon's like, um, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm the least of my family and my family is the least of our people. Wow. So how can I be this wow. mighty warrior of God. But God's like, nope, you're a mighty warrior of God. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's yeah. not what we do with our hands that gives us yeah. our identity and purpose. It's who God says we are. And Jesus. then that informs and flows into our work. Jesus. You said a mouthful right there. That, that's incredible, man. Because I think that's encouraging because, you know, like you said, I think sometimes it is easy to get into that, that place where you feel like, okay, the work I'm doing, if it first thing, you know, if it isn't church related or mm. if it isn't what people would deem, oh, that's a great job. That's a great career position that it don't necessarily mean anything or have impact. But nah, man, I agree. It, 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 all of it has meaning. All it has purpose. Um, and you, and sh just to be honest with you, you look at the uh, this situation we're in with this pandemic mm -hmm. right now, if nothing else... <laughs> That's showing mm -hmm. us that a lot of times those people who are in positions that get overlooked, you got people who are truck drivers, people who are medical uh, uh, professionals, people who are, you know, the cashiers, the, the mm -hmm. grocers, all these, different, yes. all these different positions. Bruh, if they stop working, if they stop, everything is stopping. Every it's like... Essential it's workers. Essential workers. Like it, it's 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 too important. It's too, and it's always been true. Mm -hmm. That's that's the fascinating thing about it is that this has always been true. <laughs> but 
our culture, like our social mm-hmm. constructs mm-hmm. has spinned a story that, that says that only certain kind of work really matters. Wow. But that's, that's, that is never, that's not true. That's not true. All right. work matters. All, All matters. work matters. We, yeah. we need the, the CEOs of, of, of corporate banks. Mm-hmm. We need those people. They need mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. They need to be people of integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen too many cases of uh, abuses of power, but we still need leadership in these, these um, high-end settings. And, and like you said, Jalen, in, in the spaces of um, COVID-19, yeah. we need those people to stock the grocery shelves. My wife and I, we go grocery shopping quite often now. Mm-hmm. And we need those people. Yes. Oh my God. If they, if they, I tell you, I, I think about this all the time. You go through a, uh, I always love this. You know, both of us went to Jones Elementary, Magtown, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I always loved that. I think we were not, I was in fifth grade. They had a, a day, they would have a day where they would honor the custodial staff. Mm-hmm. And they had like a whole, like, uh, whole lunch or so uh, set out for the custodial staff. So they'd mm-hmm. come in, they had people serving them, have tables set up real nice. And I just always valued that and, and remembered that because it's like, yeah, you may be a principal, you may be a teacher, you may make way more than this person, but I guarantee you, if one teacher doesn't come to work, you know, teacher don't come to work a couple of days, it'll impact some kids. It'll make a difference. Let, mm-hmm. a, let the custodians not come to work. What? You ain't trying to work nowhere where the custodians not doing. Where they not going, you're not trying to work there. I promise mm-hmm. you that. I promise you that. So it, it matters, man. Every every part of work matters. Every type of work, man. It, it, God doesn't uh, differentiate on, or show special like oh well that don't really matter to me nah man god cares about those type all types of work uh but i want to ask now like how does the passion part play into it you know yeah what I'm saying? yeah because we know you know kind of what we were saying with that with different types of work we all know people and i, I know we all been in positions where We've been in positions where we might not be as passionate about the type of work that we're doing. So mm-hmm. how, how does, I guess that's the one thing to think about, how does God care or how does God view that when we're not necessarily passionate about the field? You know mm. Yeah. And the, the it, it, passion, right? The, mm-hmm. the passion ideal when it comes to work, it is, um, pervasive in our generation, right? And we have to understand that it it is a a very modern way of thinking. Generations past didn't care so much about passion That's when true. it comes to work and 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 deriving their meaning from work. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like their meaning came from something else. And a lot of it had to do with, um, with family, mm-hmm. with their standing in society and the, and, and the greater good of the community. But um, our generation and, and our society has become much more individualistic. Yeah. And it's all about becoming the highest or the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that isn't biblical. 
not 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 completely there's certain parts of it and that's the thing about it it has a little truth to it but it's been distorted Mm -hmm. it's been distorted god cares deeply about who we are as individuals he does um but our passion when it comes to our work uh it has to be thought through the lens of the way god sees it And, and for example um I was reading this book called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. And he talks about how passion has in a way misguided most of our generation to thinking Mm. that in order for them to have a meaningful life, they have to do something that they're passionate about. And a lot of times that, that searching of passion guides their decisions, um, Mm. And they make, a, and a lot of times people can make poor decisions when it comes to their vocational life because they're seeking some kind of passion. Wow. And so where I have landed now is that passion um, should be informed by my skills. Mm, mm, mm. Talk more on that. Okay. That, for example, all right, if you are passionate about let's just go with um, massage therapy, yeah. right? You love it. You've been impacted deeply by massage therapy as someone who's received healing from that and comfort. Mm-hmm. But you are an investment bank. I don't know why I keep going back to finance, but <laughs> you are an investment banker full time. If you've been, you've been in that industry for 10 years, mm-hmm. but on the side, on the weekends or occasionally, you like to work with uh, massage therapy. You're passionate about it. You see yeah. the value of it. Yeah. You end up quitting your job to become a massage therapist and open up your own shop. But you do not have the years of experience, the skills to actually successfully do that work. Most people in your world knows you as this investment banker, but now you've quit your job to become this massage therapist. That's misinformed. And a lot of times people do that and they fail. Not every case, but most cases they fail. Yeah. And, and it's because they chose that their passion drove their decisions, not necessarily their skills driving their that's decisions. Good. That's good. That that's so good. And I and, and that that's so good because it is easy to hear that a lot of times when people say, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? Just, just go for it. Just go out mm, there. Just go for um, it. Just go for it. Just go for it. And don't get me wrong. I think that they're there in whatever you do, if you're, especially if you're chasing something that you, you know, like you said, passionate about, there's going to be a level of risk, but there has to be, I think there has to be a calculated risk. Calculated risk. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I know for me, I, I, I truly just don't think God is like, you know what? Just quit the day and just do something that you just have no, you know what I mean? You're you passionate about, but you ain't, you ain't putting no, 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 no foundation down. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bruh, nah. You know what I mean? I think that that's, you know, that can be a bit dangerous. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work out ever because it has. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it has. And, 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 and God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Because if that was really the path you were supposed to take, then hey, turn up. But like you said, I think that 
Like you said, if we are only locked in on our passions, the dangerous thing is passions change. Passions wane. Passions, you know, passions can, you know, you, you, for example, if you treat your job just like, oh, it's a girl, just look, the finest girl to you. Oh, she the, oh, but she the, she the finest I ever seen. Mm, it's like, ridiculous. Bruh, it don't matter how, you know what I mean, how you just, when you seen her that first time, even though you may can have a great relationship, your eye, passion changes. Mm-hmm. If it's not really based in, it, it changes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have a time where, man, I ain't feeling today, bro. I ain't feeling mm-hmm. it. Like, so it's like, you can't just move, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just because, because what happened is, if you get lose passion in that, then when you see something else you feel like you're passionate about, you just gonna move on and you ain't built no no roots, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just so, hopping from one thing to the next, just following right. your passions. Right, exactly. And your passion, I feel like your passion can't 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 necessarily, like you said, can't drive you. Um I think one thing I think that hit me was like when we look at all these different people, like you said, that were in the Bible or uh who were working and different stuff, and we see God encountering them in their work. One thing I could see is just like, it has to get to a point, I think for all of us, regardless of what line of work that we're in, I think our passion has to be more so out of our service to God Mm -hmm. versus loving everything that we do because I don't care what career you're in, you're going to have stuff you don't like about it. You know what I mean? But I feel like if you find something that's constant, which is everywhere I go, whether I'm a finance banker, I'm an investor, or I'm a massage therapist, I'm whatever I do, Mm -hmm. my passion is built on I'm serving people, I'm loving people, and I'm serving God. And I feel like you can do that in in anywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. And, and, And you brushed up on something called the sacred and secular divide. And that is a worldly construct. It's not kingdom. Yeah. It is yeah. not it's not God's heart. Yeah. Is where people have divided um the sacred and mm-hmm. and what they what people think about when they think about sacred is the ministry, the work of ministers. Yeah. And and the normal everyday work of like we talked about, you know, being an essential worker, a nurse, mm-hmm. uh, a school teacher, uh, a grocer, and so that sacred and secular that sacred and secular divide, uh, it can, it can trip a lot of people up because it's like, oh wow, if if I'm not doing God's work, then what I'm doing really doesn't matter. Wow. It's not spiritual. Mm. And it's like, no, what you're doing is spiritual. Facts. Are you doing it to honor and love God? Then it's spiritual. <laughs> then, <laughs> then it's godly. And, not, and you hit, up, uh, hit, this up, hit this part earlier. It's like, actually, everything is spiritual. It also, it, you know, Jalen, you talked about everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Everything you know? is spiritual, bro. It, yeah. It, whether, listen, everything we do and every type of work, it has some spiritual implications, whether you fall on the side of doing it, you know, to, to honor God or not. 
every every type of job has spiritual implications. It's going to make some type of spiritual impact on you and the people you around and going to work for uh, and work with. Like I think about it, man. Like with this thing that that sacred versus secular, man. I, I feel like God is is God ain't looking at it with a barrier. Like I, right, man, if you ain't just doing something where you're uh outright sharing the gospel mm-hmm. you're not working for me like nah bro you your lifestyle your, your lifestyle life, how you honor people i look at for example one of the bigger people example that pretty much everybody know now is steph curry mm-hmm. steph curry is not in a position that would merit a lot of people would say it's technically ministry you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying but it is but it yeah. is because he's showing and one thing is um something you said it was a quote what did you say about uh it was something you said about excellence what was the quote you said about excellence oh yeah 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 uh we can't forfeit excellence for the sake of passion can't forfeit excellence for the sake of passion steph curry is in a position where he's not necessarily in a position that looks like ministry but he's in a position of working that he's showing god through his level of excellence Wow. Every day, that's good, he shows dude. God that. Because here's the thing: we serve an excellent God. God is come excellent. on. So it's like God is like, all right, He's a believer, yes, but He isn't necessarily going out here and saying, "Hey, man, three sixteen, John three sixteen did this." Nah, He's showing you, hey, God gave me these gifts. I honor God with these gifts and this work that I do by being excellent in what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it's a blessing that he's in something that he's passionate about as well at the same point. But I feel like his drive and his passion is overall, I want to honor God. And yes. that's where we all got to get to, you know? Mm-hmm. That is so good. We all have to, to get to that place where, okay, I am a hairdresser or a barber. Mm-hmm. Let's think about, let, let's just think about hairdressers and barbers they touch people's lives all the time oh my God. and they have people oh. sitting in their chair yeah. for a barbershop. That's about 30, 45 minutes at the most mm-hmm. or a hairdresser. That could be up to six hours that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. It is unfair. It's unfair, <laughs> but they have these blocks of time where people are stationed with them. Can you imagine how much ministry can happen? Oh my God. Right there in those seats. Come on. Ooh. So, like the kind of conversations that can happen, you know, and a lot of times people feel more comfortable sharing their business with their hairdresser or their barber more than they'll share with the pastor or um, some kind of minister. Listen, and so if you're a man or woman of God who uh, works in a capacity like this, doesn't have to be a hairdresser or a barber, but you work in a capacity where you have the ability to touch people and work with people, um, there's a unique opportunity to to share the heart of God with those people. Yes. Oh my God, that's so need that. We need that, bro. The barbershop and the and the and the uh, beautician, the barber and the beautician have been low-key therapists for mm. our community forever and um mm-hmm. honestly 
un unlicensed clergy for unlicensed clergy. What? Depending on where you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think too, man, just going off of what we're saying with work too, not only is it a blessing, it gets to honor God. I feel like it's all I feel like every person, every person God has put in the service industry. No matter mm-hmm. how every person is in the service industry. Because yep. God, every every act of work that we do, regardless of if it's you by yourself on the computer and having to work all day, do something, or you are a person in front of hundreds of people every day, you are in the service industry. You're and serving somebody. You're serving somebody. So I, I feel like God is really invested in that and invested in making sure that regardless of what you're doing, serve like you're serving me because you are serving me and if you serve with that attitude that can help you to excel in whatever you're doing yeah and and i think about the countless times i've had the opportunity to pray with people at my job and it, it is amazing how god has has used me just you know as as one of his children mm-hmm. to touch someone else there's been countless mm-hmm. times I just met people in my in my job or even outside of my job while I'm walking or uh, commuting back and forth to work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and God, like, just blesses a conversation. And next thing I know, you know, I'm laying hands on somebody and I'm praying for them. Jesus. Bro. You know, and, and, and I'm not sure, Jalen, have you had any experiences like that? Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I haven't laid no hands on nobody just yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to put on like that yet. But no, um, but yeah, no, conversations, mm. absolutely. Um, because that's the thing. Where else are you going to have conversations with people besides when you're in the world? That you can't, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's been plenty of times where I've been at work um, and I'm talking with a person and actually how I'm serving does, has opened up the opportunity. For example, I remember working at Kroger, um, mm. It was a girl who was a cashier who worked there. And, you know, it was my first job at Kroger. And to the most part, I, I try my best to have a pretty, you know, good attitude, you know, when I'm working, you know. And so that was one thing she just was asking about. She's like, how you always happy when you come here? Like, how you always got a good, you know what I mean? How are you always have a good disposition when you come to work? You know what I'm saying? And that was an opportunity to witness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, hey man, I, I believe in Jesus. This, this is this, you know. I believe this is a, a blessed opportunity. I believe that sometimes the job that we complain about is the job somebody praying for. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and we overlook that at times. You know that gratefulness. Um, and so yeah, that it, man, God will use work, all those different things to uh, not only open up opportunities to share about him. But also I think too, just saying to protect us as well. Yeah. Yeah. To, to protect us from ourselves. Oh my God. Because if you're, if you are not working, Oh my gosh, the the opportunities to get into things that are not good for you is endless. Endless. And you'll be surprised how creatively evil your mind can be when it, when it does not have much to do. Boy, um, yeah, and that's a whole and that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole yeah. other podcast. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, we're we're gonna get ready to close this thing out. Yes, but I just wanted yes. to say one thing um, before we leave out here to all of uh, the people who are believers 
going to their ordinary jobs every single day, um, being diligent, working, taking care of their families. We bless you. Yes. We honor you. God sees you. Yes, God yes. sees you in your work. Yes. Whether you are a cashier at Burger King, like I used to do, you're washing dishes, you're cleaning bathrooms, God blesses you. And remember yes. that Jesus was born into a low-income family and community. Come on, come on. So he identifies with those who are poor, and he identifies with those who are, who are rich. Yes. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all is God's. So God identifies with all of us um, yes. and he blesses you in your work. Yes. Jesus, Jesus. Well, man, I think we just about said it all, man, here, bro. I, I, I just think that is incredible. And I think that gives us so much wisdom and perspective on how we should view work and how we should love and value work, man, because mm-hmm. God uses it and uh, he just blesses us so much throughout it through work, you know, so I, I love it, man. Well, man, I just thank God for every person who's tuned in today. Man, once again, we encourage you, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you know, find us on Instagram, YouTube, yeah. Spotify. Um, and also, remember, not just for the podcast stuff, but dude, if you have something you need prayer for or anything, reach out to us. Instagram, mm-hmm. hit us up, you know, yeah. let us know. Um, we, we are here to support, we're here to serve. And um, until the next time, Craig, you got anything you want to leave them with? Keep doing well, everybody. Do well. See you later.